0: Welcome to the High Vibes Podcast, where we explore the lifestyle of a modern-day yogi. These podcasts feature me, Anne Sweet, and my business partner and daughter, Mary Claire Sweet. Together, we have built one of the most successful mindful companies in the country. We want to share our knowledge and talk to interesting people in our yoga industry. We may interview musicians, yoga teachers, review cool new mindful products, or post actual meditations just for you. You are the most important people listening to this podcast because without you, we can't create the loving shift we need in our world right now. We hope you enjoy our podcast as much as we do. Namaste. Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, where we explore the lifestyles of a modern day yogi. Today, we are going to listen to a conversation we had with Peter Stereos at the Sedona Yoga Festival. We were all featured on a panel discussing yogis behaving badly, and we weren't behaving badly, and we quickly became great friends. We asked Peter to join us at the High Vibes podcast, so we set up a microphone and let the conversation flow. Peter Stereos has been a part of the American yoga community for over three decades and is an internationally recognized teacher based in California. His video, Gravity and Grace, was honored by Yoga Journal in the top 15 yoga DVDs of all time. DVDs is so like a long time ago, but he is the creator of Manduka, one of our very favorite yoga mats at Lotus House of Yoga. Peter is a writer with articles appearing in Yoga Journal, Elephant Journal, Fit Yoga, and LA Yoga. He is also an award-winning green architect specializing in retreat centers and yoga studios. For the last three years, he was in a select group invited to teach yoga at the White House for Michelle Obama's anti-obesity initiative. Peter's new book, Gravity and Grace, is being released soon, and Peter will be an honored guest at Lotus House of Yoga this fall. Enjoy the podcast.
1: As you can tell, I'm big into child's pose. So uh, no one had ever written about
0: child's pose. Oh, cool. You're like a gift.
1: So I wrote this 1,500-word article on child's pose. Oh,
0: I'd like to. Is that still up somewhere?
2: I'd love to. It's on my—I think
1: it's on my website.
2: Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm.
1: Anyway, um— the there were four. They had invited forty authors, or you know, p- potential writers, yeah. to audition. So I got the job, and I was like, "Really?" Because I was looking at the names; they're big names, you know. Yeah. I, I wasn't big at the time, and uh, I mean, anyway,
0: yeah. I said, well, "How how did I
1: get this job?" And they said, "Anyone who can write fifteen hundred words on child's <laughs> pose has got the job."
0: Yeah, <laughs> can write. Yeah. That's amazing. But I think that that would be just such an, an unusual gift to be able to write 1500 words mm-hmm. about a child's pose because yeah. it's such an endearing beautiful it pose is. that has both mm-hmm. gravity and grace totally. to it. So that's your that's your That pose. was
1: that was the kind of launch pad oh, for, you know, going to Yoga Journal conferences modeling for their calendars, mm-hmm. you know, blah blah blah. And then Manduka became a part of my life and it's just, I didn't consciously change things, but yoga journal assignment finished and they didn't really, they picked up a couple articles that I wrote, but not much. And they stopped inviting me to the conferences. That's fine too. Uh, And then Manduka got really busy. And one of the things that I I wanted to do with Manduka was not make it about me. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the earliest marketing of Manduka, there was no mention of my name anywhere Mm -hmm. it was just this company founded by a yoga teacher you know and the map for yoga teachers basically and in those days you know i knew shiva eric Schiffman, rod striker rodney yee baron baptiste all these guys were kind of acquaintances of mine from the yoga journal conference so I, i sent them all a map and i said hey you know if you if you get um if you like it, just send me something that I can use in an ad, you know? Mm-hmm. No one sent me anything, <laughs> but they all now own the Manduka mat. So yes. my first, do you, have you ever seen that first ad in Yoga Journal? No. It's, if you go online, you might yes, find but... it, Google oh. me, you okay. might find it. I don't know, It maybe have fallen out by now, but it was a picture, a vertical, narrow column. And I purposely picked that format. And I said, these teachers own a Manduka mat. <laughs> And the background picture was a picture of my foot in Upavishta Konasana. And the mat, the old days, the mat curled on the edge. So it's the curl of the thick mat Mm. and my foot in Upavishta Konasana. That's it. That was the whole picture. And I had Angela Farmer, um, uh, Anna Forrest, all these people. Yeah. Yeah. The phone started ringing. Oh, my gosh. That first ad was just like. It's well, your worst nightmare.
2: And I love, this is the best worst nightmare. Yeah. Because it it's like the flood yeah, after the, was the drought. Um, I love the idea of what my perception of Manduka was always like the map that will last you a lifetime.
1: That was our slogan.
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> That's well why. we
1: had another slogan but, that never got published.
2: <laughs> but, you know, yesterday when you began class and, and just through your teachings, it's all about longevity. Yeah. You know, and so to know that Manduka is yours without knowing that it was yours, your essence and your teaching was interwoven through the product and obviously the marketing and through your teaching. And that I think is how I dream that, you know, the yoga space don't love using the word yoga industry, but like our collective yoga, like let's continue to weave our core values through every channel that we use.
1: I had a story I mean I had an experience yesterday. I'm walking into this building and the woman in front of me is carrying a map bag a Manduka mat bag first generation. This is like from nineteen ninety-eight. (laughs) Love it. And I I always do this. I airports anywhere around the world, I'll see someone with a Manduka mat and I'll just tap them and and go, What do you think of the mat? You know, not telling them who I am. And usually they'll say these fabulous things. They do you know you're talking to them? Or the oh, founder. Right. You know, it, it's just fun. Um but she was just she had one of our original black mats and she no. said it's still new. Wow,
2: that's crazy. Awesome. Ninety
1: seven was the year we started.
2: Oh, I love it. That's so great.
1: It is great. There it is. Yeah.
2: So in terms of your authorship and your writing, how has yoga influenced your writing just as the author, you know, and as the writing process it has a huge sense of gravity. I mean, it can
0: take you down.
2: Well, the new book comes out in October. Right. We're anxiously awaiting. I need to get on that list. You know,
1: that's Hey, would you guys do me a favor? Yeah. We're doing, uh, starting this month, and I think we've already got our first 12, but uh, March, April, and May, we're doing this webinar on Zoom conference. We're selecting 12 people. I think it's on my website. If you go to levityyoga.com, and... we pick kind of handpick the people um, to sit on a zoom screen as a community of 12 and read ex- excerpts from the book and talk about them.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And it's it would like be, the last supper. It'd be really <laughs> awesome
1: if you guys were part of one yeah, of those. We
2: oh gosh, could do it together. Yeah. There so we I think it's, it was cool. in our
1: recent newsletter. I uh, I think it's on our website, we'll but check it out. if yeah. it's not, I'll and we definitely that out.
0: definitely want you to come to Nebraska.
1: You know what? I would only come to Nebraska for you.
0: <laughs> and I'm well. You're so sweet because um, our community will 100 percent embrace you. Yeah. So I feel like you and I are about the same age. Yeah. We've had a little bit of a. You came from a military family, I assume. Yeah, my dad was With a pilot dad, in the Air my, Force. So was mine. Mm-hmm. We we're probably at the same bases at the same time maybe where were you
1: stationed uh it was uh, let's see I think my dad my brother three years older than me lived on a base for a while but when I was born he had left He was oh, yeah. in the reserves um and we were living in Fresno but his base was in Southern California Nellis or something like mm-hmm. that I can't remember, but yeah, he was stationed, was
0: a pilot too. I
1: think he was stationed in South Carolina and you know, he had different bases.
0: And I was raised Catholic. Yeah. Same. Um, so when you were, you know, in your class yesterday, you know, I was like, check, 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 got it, got it, got it. Um, but I feel like, you know, hearing about all of the new things that you're doing, don't you feel like you're just starting? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes people will say to me like, weirdly enough, like, when are you going to retire? And I'm like, what? Like that word is not even close to being in the vocabulary. No, no. And I love it when you're just like, you're just starting to, you know, you're writing a book, you're like, you know, you've got the website. It's so cool. And you're doing retreats and you did teacher training. So
1: I I honestly feel like I've lived four lives Mm. and this is the beginning of the fifth as authors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, some of those lives were pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, well we all come from yeah you know. And so that dark darkness to totally that darkness. This is why at class yesterday I was asking, okay, who's got injuries and mm-hmm. and do you think the injury, that injury was a gift?
0: Everything is a gift.
1: But only one person said a gift. Those other people were still kind of stuck to the idea that they've yeah. suffered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I can't um, I can't discount people that are suffering from traumas because I've suffered from traumas for years. My divorce, I would say my divorce took me five years to mm-hmm. eradicate the negative vibe from, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, my divorce was at that time, the best thing that ever
0: happened mm-hmm. ever to both of you probably.
1: I can't speak for her, but I can speak for me. I can imagine how much courage, because she initiated the divorce, how much courage it must have taken to divorce me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because in those days, I was a
0: dick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, divorce is a weird thing, because you're so intimate with the person, and now it's like... Done. You're a good death.
1: It you know, is a So I
0: really do like the whole Gwyneth Paltrow new way of thinking about divorce, which is uncoupling. Mm-hmm. I know a lot, she's taken a lot of shit for that. But, I mean, I'm divorced from MC's father, and we're great friends today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little rough at first. Yeah, of course. It's like a natural kind of, you have to separate yourself in many ways. Mm-hmm. But then you start to rebuild and come back together in a new way. That's right. Um, but a- I agree with you. Every horrible thing that's ever happened to me whether it's in business or personally has been the best gift I've ever received. Same.
1: Absolutely, without a doubt. And and you in my experience I thought that after the book was done that I have kind of passed through that needing to be disappointed. Mm. But I still get disappointed. Mm. There's still things in my life that show up and it's like, oh really? Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: that's just the initial. Then it's me stay, taking a step back. Be the
0: witness.
1: Yeah, be a witness of that disappointment and say, there must be something coming. That's, the reason that I'm not moving in this direction is because there's something that wants me over in this direction. Mm-hmm. And when the book came out, or when the book was finished, my wife said, okay, now now, how are you going to sell it? And I, and I said, I don't know. How do you sell it? And she said, well, here's what I would suggest is... Pray or do what you do to connect with this divine energy, this, this uh, spirit, whatever you hold is something bigger than yourself. And just ask that the people who need to find the information that's in this book find you. Yeah. It was like, that's
2: perfect. Yeah. That's
1: all I need to do. Mm-hmm. May universe provide those people who are looking for what is being spoken about in this book find it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I, that, then my job's over and I'm looking at, you know, new invitations to go exciting places like Nebraska as this opportunity. And then some of the familiar places that I've taught not invited me back going, oh, okay, I guess that community is done and, you know, I'm moving into another community.
2: Yeah. So when we were on the panel, you, or maybe it was after you spoke about, um, Books around yoga and and the yoga lineage it being so important that they were spoken and written in a common language or a language that the reader could understand, was that on your mind as you were writing, or is that just something so natural to you like in our conversation, yes, you're a yogi and yes, you're a yoga teacher and one of our teachers, but you speak so familiar yeah, yeah. and conversationally yeah so how did that show up in your writing
1: okay this is like going back a few years okay <laughs> i was like casual yogi for the first five years where you know i was just the sanskrit words kind of came in one ear and out
2: the mm-hmm. other was this when you were in New Zealand?
1: No, no this was in the California. California. I, okay. I started doing yoga in college you at did. 19 years old. Okay. Yeah, and that's, you know, late, or sorry, early 70s. Mm-hmm. And there you were just lucky to find a yoga class, let alone, like, find a good teacher. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was like, okay, I, I this is just, like, athletic for me, mm-hmm. just, just keep the own chaunty stuff out of it and just, uh, you know, do the, the physical yeah. part. And that was great for eight, seven, eight years. And then I started to see, oh, there's more here. You know, there's more that I can do. But all the teachers, you know, that I was running into seemed to be elevating themselves by speaking Sanskrit. Like I could just see there was a certain pride. You don't know this word? Well, go find it for yourself or, yeah. you know, because I blah, blah, blah. And, and that, that, that was kind of a little prejudice that I had that I own, you know, like that was kind of silly and immature, but that's where I was at at the time. Yeah. And then I went to India for a year. And, you know, in India, I was at the Iyengar Institute and, you know, most of the classes, they speak English, but all the poses, they don't use English words. It's all Sanskrit. So I had to learn, you know, 80 or 90 Sanskrit words so that if we were doing what's called jumpings, it's kind of like the vinyasa of Iyengar yoga, and all they're doing is calling the word. Mm -hmm. I had to know those words, otherwise I'm flailing. So I spent some time, and then I I was going to classes, literally spoken in the worst, uh, not worst, the the most difficult English to understand, interspersed, worse because of the accent that Indians speak when they're speaking English, and how the intonation's different, and blah, blah, blah. So half of the English words I didn't understand, interspersed with a lot of Sanskrit words that I would try and scribble down like, what does this mean? Go to a library, try to find what I wrote, the transliteration of what I wrote to find the real definition. It was a nightmare. And so, (laughs) so I, I came back confused. I went to India for eight years, like from the first time I went, I was there for a year and that was amazing transformation physically and just in a way a lot of confusion mentally Mm -hmm. every year for the next eight years I would go back for a month Mm -hmm. and during that time I would also seek out other teachers outside the institute that were teaching topics like uh, Vedic astrology Ayurveda whatever Mm -hmm. metaphysics and it was difficult going because of the same reason Uh, and and but over time The books that I was finding when I get back home all of a sudden had context to it and I could understand it. However, my students, I didn't want them to suffer like I suffered. So I just made this commitment that I'm going to use all English in my classes. I rarely use Sanskrit anymore. Mm -hmm. And I try and what the book is about is me translating the scientific. The science that I found in the research for the book had so many parallels with the Sanskrit uh, words and the theory of yoga that I just felt like, okay, I'm seeing this doesn't look like anyone else has seen it as clearly as, you know, with all these different yeah. threads, mm-hmm. let's see if I can pull it all together in a book. And I had a 65,000 word contract, which sounds true. I turned in 120,000 words because <laughs> I had a lot to say uh-huh. and it was surprising to me. And that's another story, but uh, I had to chop out a lot to get it back down to 65,000 words.
0: That's hard.
1: And, mm-hmm. and so I had a great editor. It sounds true. And she salvaged the juicy bits
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the bits she convinced me. I have to write a second book to include the other bits. Yeah. But I, I think I'm done though. This is it. Really? Yeah. Because the book stands by itself pretty complete. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to, Subject myself to the physical and psychological stress on my family or my my own body
2: mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah,
1: like if I had a shadow rider and I just talked and they just took down.
2: Mm-hmm. That's not, it's not the same. It's yeah, no, I, I don't think. <laughs> no, but that's why right, I'm
0: what not, I was looking I'm at. I'm not you. willing to
2: take me, on me, that no, physical burden me, you for know, you. I mean, one
0: of our things. Yeah, we want to write, a book. Yeah.
2: Just.
1: I think you guys have a heck of a story to tell.
0: Well, uh, you know, our main thing is working with families and, and trust, and just the whole myth of not working with families. How our family is all involved in. This mm-hmm. business and how you can be happy in your life doing mm-hmm. what you love, right. what you're passionate about and please do that mm-hmm. please don't sit in a cubicle and look at a screen all day if you don't love doing that, right. it's just mm-hmm. so sad um But, yeah, I thought you were just, like, dictating words and someone was, like, no, you were actually doing, you you were, like, on a typewriter.
1: And that's how I type. Oh, God. That's kind of cool. So I thought I was going to be done before my family and I went overseas to live for six months. I didn't finish. And we would be staying in these one-room or one-bedroom Airbnbs Mm -hmm. together as a family.
0: In New Zealand?
1: Uh, Well, we started in Nicaragua, then we went to Brazil, and then we went to um, Argentina, and then we ended up four months of the six in New Zealand. But a lot of my book was written sitting on the floor of the bathroom because it had a door Mm. with my laptop on the The toilet toilet seat. So when you no no one <laughs> did in hindsight i wish i had I would but, have. but when you read some of these chapters think oh is this one of those chapters that yeah. peter was typing on the toilet no, i
0: love it yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah it makes it even better gotta yeah. read yeah yeah <laughs> oh, i love that that's a great image to have and just it's a different seat for your body to be in for over really? you know how how long did you write for how long did you write two and, and a half years, two and a half years. It was a,
1: I was into it a year and a half when we left for New Zealand. Okay. Six months writing. I didn't finish then.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I came back. This is how the universe is meant to work.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: came back. Uh, the, the pieces that I had sent to SoundCloud, they said, fantastic. Keep going. Yeah. You take, take. would another year, you know, at that point, would another year work? And mm-hmm. I said, nah, I think I can do it in like six months. Yeah. Good. I go up to British Columbia to teach in Victoria, I have a, close, a teacher who's graduated from my teacher training. And um, she puts me in the house of a student that just happens to be right on the beach overlooking oh. the Puget Sound, Salt Spring Island. Perfect. And she's there, and I'm there for uh, five days teaching a, an immersion. And I didn't finish. And I was like bum because I would teach two hours in the morning and the whole rest of the day free. And she was really uh, respectful of my private time, mm-hmm. and so she was off in another part of the house. At the end, I was kind of bummed, and and she goes, "Well, what are you doing now?" And I said, "I'm going home and try to finish." She says, "Well, me and my husband are going to Europe for two weeks. Why don't you just stay in the house? And we need someone to water our plants and mow the lawn and blah blah blah." Wow. And I said, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I flew home. Talked to my family, said, hey, I want to get on a plane tomorrow and go right back. Mm-hmm. They go, do it. You're a, you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> get out <of> here. To- <laughs> yeah, you're a pain in the ass when you're a rider at home. So go. And so I went back. and And this is where the story gets weird. The taxi is at the curb at 4.30 in the morning to take me to the airport. The house is dark. I'm standing at the front door. I have two suitcases, one full of books, my research books, and one with clothes. I'm, I'm forgetting something. This is a story that got cut out of the book, unfortunately, so I'm telling it now. What, what am I forgetting? And my office is in a remote building in our backyard, so I didn't have time to run out there, look through. Uh-huh. You know, I look at the coffee table in the living room by the front door, and there's this book. And it's dark, but the title is in white, big white font. The Biology of Belief.
2: Do you know that book? Yeah, I do. Bruce Lipton. Uh-huh.
1: That's an interesting title.
2: Yeah.
1: Put it in my backpack. The flight with layovers to get to Victoria was six hours. Uh I read the whole book. That book, from that moment, the two weeks at the house, I wrote another 50,000 words. Wow. So now my almost done book was double what it should have been in length and it wasn't just from the biology of belief it was more research that through his bibliography i mm-hmm. found other authors mm-hmm. that had other fields of uh, speciality mm-hmm. heart cardiology um uh brain uh, neurology neuro, thank you neurology and all of a sudden i'm seeing how all these parts of the the scientific physical body is starting to merge with the yogic understanding of the body. But no one's, I mean, some yoga teachers have gone out and taken the heart and kind of integrated heart science or or connective tissue science or uh, brain neurology science, but no one's tried to bring it all together into one book, and that's what I've tried to do.
2: Oh, I can't. I know. I'm like. I <laughs> want a pre copy well, I'll
1: send you it as soon as <laughs> we, I get them. Yeah, and then we
2: will be reading. And I love. Texts. I I've just heard so many moments of grace throughout this conversation. Of just like, oh, there's the grace. Oh, there's the grace. And I think what a powerful teaching for our listeners and for myself as well. It's like you recounting these stories that I'm sure some of are in your book yeah. and in, in your life. It's like such a powerful thing to go wow even through the trials and the dark holes it's like the grace comes through
1: totally always yeah in. yeah always I, and i there's a quote and i can't remember who it is I, it's in the book miracles are nature unimpeded
2: mm. okay yep Good
1: and board. that's that my life It's just a series of miracles, and it's been phenomenal. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Manduka was a miracle. Mm -hmm. It was a, I don't have time for this. It just literally showed up on my doorstep one day, and there's something intuitive inside me. said, you should maybe do this. Mm Yeah.
2: So cool. Yeah. I love it. I'm ready.
0: I just love it that, you know, when you think about, like, Western yoga, like yoga in the United States, it's just huge, like, it's just this big snowball now. It is a snowball. And there are just certain people who have really been there to help architect, which mm-hmm. you are, that whole, you know, Western yoga movement, and you are one of those people. You know, there's, there's 10, 20 people that really embraced yoga and just devoted their lives to it and then allowed you know people like us to open a studio and mm-hmm. learn from you guys and teach mm-hmm. those lessons. So when you think about the lineage of yoga and I and I think like, you know, in a hundred years, I was just thinking that when you were talking, you're gonna wow, be Peter Stereos, he he came from this and he brought it mm-hmm. here. You know, I mean they'll be talking about yeah those people mm. like that in, in uh, yoga schools and teacher trainings and the lineages that you've brought to United States and Western yoga. So I guess I'm just saying thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for your beautiful life and your journey thank and you. the steps you've taken and paths that you've taken because literally like each one of those steps allows all of us to be here. You know,
1: I think that's what the book is about. It's, it's about planting seeds that inspire people. Yeah. And then to go find what I found on your own. Like, the book isn't a recipe book on how to find it. It's, it's, a, it's written to inspire people to find these seeds that I'm planting in the book mm. for yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I give some suggestions, obviously. I, that's what the value of the book is. It's like I'm helping guide people to find it for themselves. I, I had a very humbling experience last night, I, and it was one of the reasons that I didn't go out with you guys, because when you sent me, hey, you're at the chocolate tree, I, I thought, oh yeah, great, that's my favorite restaurant, I'm going to come. Yeah. But I got stuck into Matthew Remsky's book, oh. and that's all about my lineage,
0: yeah.
1: and not so much the Ashtanga lineage, but Krishnamacharya lineage, yeah. and how Patavi Joyce translated that into his system. And in my book, I talk about, you know, the takeaway from my lineage is Krishnamachari was an innovator. Iyengar was an innovator. Shandor Renate was an innovator. And I'm an innovator. Mm -hmm. That's what we share. Mm -hmm. The styles of yoga, we don't share. All four of us teach a different style of yoga. I think Chandor, um, his gift to me was he broke from the master and created his own yoga. Mm -hmm. He also sent me off. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen in this day and age of mm-hmm. teachers sending off their top students into the world. And that was in the moment, a crushing experience for every part of me, mm-hmm. but it was the ultimate
2: gift. It's where you
0: were supposed to be.
1: And I think the the takeaway, I'm only halfway through Matthew's book and it's heavy going. It's mm-hmm. some really, difficult circumstances that people found them in uh, found themselves in without any tools to address and no support from a community that they trusted mm-hmm. and and I, it, it must have been horrific and I, I don't mean to downplay it but at some point the individual has to stand up and see the past as a motivator to change something yeah.
0: That's
1: how we feel about it, too. Yeah, and I haven't got to the end. I think that's what Matthew's message is going to be at the end of the book. I, I don't want to read ahead, because so I'm halfway through the book. But ultimately, trauma, I've had plenty of trauma in my life, physically and emotionally. Uh, even sexually. I've been sexually abused as a child. So those things are part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I love life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I celebrate especially in places like Sedona mm-hmm. how can you how can you not feel inspired when you're surrounded by mountains like mm-hmm. this and by yeah
0: well and I think that is so healing and yeah. now for anybody who has a, you a know, traumatic experience whether yeah. it be physically sexually right um, just to get out in the world put your feet on mountain, you know, touch the earth, get back to mm-hmm. source, and not like disregarding all of those experiences, which are horrific, and a lot of us have been through that, but again, I feel like the most powerful healing message from yoga is just to be present, you know, and, and so I have, a, I'm not sure if I'm going to read that book, probably won't. I, mean, I, I pretty much kind of know what it's about. And, and I just feel like let's just move forward. Okay. With what we have. My book is know. about moving forward. Yeah. I, I'm excited to read your book. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, can, I am too. I am I love reading and I cannot wait to read it. Like yeah. just can dive in. I have a lot of marketing uh, ideas for you too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm you like know. a marketer, you know, we That's can, what I
1: do. we can talk about this and I'm happy to send you the uncorrected manuscript you know because i sent that out to all my reviewers they there's i sent out 45 um, requests for reviews i got 40 back ooh yeah and
2: better the, than your manduka experience the first yeah time. exactly
1: exactly <laughs> no but it, it it's a nice experience yeah. reading it digitally in a uncorrected form but I also feel like when the finished book, because illustrations, mm. sounds true, uh, hired an outside illustrator who's created cool. magic with the drawings. Mm. And it is, I just feel like, you know, we can talk, but I'll wait as soon as I have a hard copy, which yeah. I think will be, it launches uh, October 15th. I think I get my first copy September 15th. So if I get what some copies, say? extra ones, I think they said they're going to send me 10. You get one of them, but you guys have to share. we share. Yeah, we share, we
2: we share, share everything. everything so. okay, well, um, I just feel so good about this. I know,
0: but I do have to just say one last thing before oh, go, girl! up that my grandson is named Peter. Oh,
1: awesome. Yeah. So what I What a nice, soon. sweet
0: connection. I know. I have okay. a special place in my heart for that name and
2: mm-hmm. all
0: that it... lineage of it
2: your brother who's also a yoga teacher his name is peter Peter. we have 10 yoga teachers in our family yes we
0: do what a family
2: yeah
1: (laughs) i'm excited you're excited for my book i'm excited to meet your family
0: yeah (laughs) yeah my sister was a doctor um, you know medical doctor most of her life and then found yoga and now she's a yoga teacher yoga therapy my brother is like a dude marathon runner triath world class triathlete yoga teacher my other brother, yoga teacher, my little sister, yoga teacher, and then four MC, of my cousins,
2: and two daughters. You, you know what that's called teachers. karma. oh yeah. that's karma. Mm-hmm. Well, let's leave it there. It's oh. mm, Mom,
0: thank you. Nice. I love you guys, thank you. And we Peter. just met, mm-hmm. but we've known each other for a long time. I
1: get that sense. I could tell from the picture. Oh, you I could tell from your picture that we oh, were going to be friends
0: that's yeah. so fun thank yeah. you Namaste. Right. Namaste. Namaste. thank you for joining us on this episode of High Vibes Podcast please take a few moments to rate this episode and send me any ideas you have for any new episodes at annesweet at lotushouseofyoga.com are you feeling a loss in your life? inspirational quotes still not working? Do you feel like you are replaying the same day over and over again? When was the last time you actually spent time with your true nature? Do you want a program that will put you on the path towards real change? Then you need to join the movement of personal coaching. At High Vibrational Coaching, you will participate in this program and tap into the same qualities we practice on our yoga mat, like clarity, awareness, and living in the moment. Join us on this powerful series that teach you mindful tools and enable you to achieve real change. Just contact us at highvibrationalcoaching@gmail.com at gmail.com or me at annesweet at lotushouseofyoga.com.